Hey, welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. Quick note. Quick note. Quick motherfucking note. We got so excited about this review that it ended up being super duper long. We be talking. We be talking. So we split it up into two parts. We're going to drop one today or if you're listening the day we dropped it okay then here it is whatever <laughs> and if you are listening the day that we dropped this episode you, you don't have to wait a whole week you don't. we're gonna drop the second half tomorrow tomorrow bitches and if you're here fucking late then you've got both of them right now so just go ahead and make sure you listen to twofer. them both it's a twofer okay so you'll hear us talk like we're gonna do it in one episode but we're gonna split it into two parts thanks for fucking with tea with queen and jay Welcome to Dear Black People, the show where two womanist race nerds review the fuck out of the Netflix series Dear White People. My name is Queen. My name is Jay. We are reviewing season three of Dear White People in this one jam-packed episode. This review is full of spoilers, so if you don't want spoilers, go watch and come back. If you don't care about spoilers then cool if you're not interested in watching dear white people season three you will still be able to keep up with the commentary that we discuss here today mm-hmm. yep, you um so we began reviewing the show during season two and we actually did a full five episodes reviewing the series which you can find on our website teawithqueenandjade.com i'll also leave a link to the soundcloud playlist in the show notes if you're listening on apple Podcasts, you can search tea with queen and jay dear black people and the episodes should come up there are five in total yes yeah but we are here to review season three if you're new to tea with queen and jay podcast we are two womanist race nerds who dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism every week over tea and when the mood strikes us we review works of television and film that interest us as womanist race nerds all of that all of that good shit that part yeah um if you'd like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast you podcast. can do so by using our hashtags hashtag t with qj and also using the hashtag dare black people um make sure that you are following us on all the social medias as well we are on twitter and instagram at t with qj we're also on facebook and tumblr just search for t with queen j Email us, teawithqueenandj at gmail.com. We love T-mail. And also visit our website, teawithqueenandj.com. That's all the ways that you can connect with us via online media spaces or whatever. All right. So the way we're going to do this, we're going to go over our initial thoughts of the series, and then we're going to go through the series by character so that we'll lay the groundwork and tell the whole story of what happened throughout the season by going through each character and then because you all love us so much we have a listener letter you all knew that we were going to talk about dear white people and that letter covers a bunch of interesting bunch of stuff, stuff. Yeah, so yeah so we're going to read that as well and here we, we go oh all right <laughs> <laughs> look like you was going there so yeah my voice is kind of I on that tip too. yeah thank you thank you <laughs> Thank you for that. So what are your initial thoughts, Queen? Uh, My initial thoughts were, um, I didn't find it as funny as I found the second season. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wasn't like, actually, I was kind of bored, but not bored. Like, what am I watching? Just like comparing it to the second season. You know what I mean? In that that way. Um, But I did enjoy like looking at the set. I did enjoy watching these characters. I think I've developed a relationship with these people. So Mm -hmm. I want to still see it through. I wasn't like, why the fuck am I watching this? You know, like none of those Mm -hmm. feelings were like, coming up it was just like nope i'm gonna see what happens right so yeah they kept making a joke within the series about like you know it's just like the third season of a netflix series kind of like oh it's just whatever like you Mm -hmm. just throw whatever in the show that type of thing which is how i saw the season myself Mm -hmm. so i like that they made fun of themselves in that way right so it was like okay we're still like 
doing this together. Mm-hmm. Like, we're still, like, in the same family. Like, we're right. still laughing at the same jokes together and stuff like that. So, I really enjoyed that. I'm a fall-loving-ass bitch. I don't know what weather mm-hmm. is happening. I don't know where they are in the U.S. I don't know what the fuck is happening. But I am a fall-ass bitch, so I am enjoying the clothes. Even though I'm not a layer person, like, I don't really, I don't like layers. Mm-hmm. So at some points I'm like, oh, I'm uncomfortable and hot. Then other times I'm like, ooh, they look so good and fully. Right, so it's, right. I, I like I go through ways when mm-hmm. I'm like looking at their clothes and like enjoying how they look visually mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that's like honestly some of my favorite things. It's kind of just like just looking at these young black people on TV, right? Navigating being in that white ass space, mm-hmm. still being bad bitches and shit. So I enjoy that. Some other things is one thing that was different for me is that I liked when they kind of went to each character and made them a protagonist for each like chapter or whatever. Okay. When they were doing that before, I think they did that in the last season. Mm-hmm. They wasn't doing that this season. So for myself, it made me feel like the story was all over the place. Like mm. it would be like, let's say, I'm going to say, for example, we would follow Coco episode mm-hmm. and it would still be what was happening currently in the university but right. it'll be from her point of view like she's now even though we still had a narrator but it was like me seeing it as she sees it okay i kind of like that format better from last season yeah from last season than from this season kind of i guess what they call ensemble i don't know okay i don't know movie shit but mm-hmm. like in this way i was i don't know i didn't really like it as much i liked mm-hmm. it the other way before like okay. season two mm-hmm. what were your initial I liked it. I thought that the vibe of this season was different than last season. I still found it funny. I thought the vibe last season was more intense because I felt like the show was focused more on black folks' response to white supremacy. Yeah, that's true. And this season, it seemed to be focused more on... It seems to be more about us mm-hmm. and our like our relationships to one another as yeah, black people and our true. relationship with the world instead of our response um, to white, to supremacy. white supremacy and violence and shit like mm-hmm. that. But it's really like how we deal with it amongst each other, who we are, you know, yeah. in, you can't escape that shit. But it, it was it wasn't such a direct like, yeah, this happens and now we're reacting. Mm-hmm. It was like, OK, how do we deal with like who we are and shit? Yeah, um, that's so, true. I like that. That's a great point. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot more in terms of like a concept but you did lose i guess some of the thrill like it sacrificed some of the thrill Mm -hmm. of past seasons for the kind of introspection of this season but to me it's just two different it's just two different styles you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so there's no i don't feel like i like necessarily liked last season better i just feel like it's a different aesthetic this Mm -hmm. season so i like that a lot i thought it was beautifully shot it's fun to look at which i like a lot yeah it really you know the story is great the writing is great but i think having a show that is also like beautifully shot Mm -hmm. where everybody looks good everyone um you know things are lit well there's like fucking special lighting when someone's doing this there's Mm -hmm. random close-ups there are angles that you don't even there are things i didn't notice until i watched the second time it's like oh we're like the camera's like on the floor and we're looking up at these two people to kind of center them in this way it's just like yeah the way that they do angles and all different types of shit that makes it like a special experience mm-hmm. it kind of adds to the specialness of me getting to watch all these black people on screen yeah um so i enjoy that a lot and i want to know what all the women were using on their edges, yo. What kind of what kind of edge control? What did their edges look like? They looked good for the most part. They was like it was it was strong hold. 
Mm-hmm. Stronghold, I edge control. I didn't pay attention to edges. Yeah. I have questions about I edges. Yeah, I wasn't impressed by any edges. I'm trying to think of. It wasn't. They weren't necessarily like well done, but they were holding. They were holding strong. I just be wondering because my edges, they just don't want to do anything that I want them to do. So I'm, whenever I see they edges, they actually, do. they do what they want to do. Whenever I see ed- edges actually laying down, I'm like, okay, what? What are y'all using? On set and what kind of TV ups? magic, right? It's probably Every, glue. Like, like we're just gonna use whole ass glue. <laughs> we will rinse it out after this take. This, we're gonna put glue on oh your head, particularly. Now they Brooke. probably were using that hairline spray. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Who, Who the fuck knows? It's yeah. movie magic, right? Edge movie, movie magic. That's what it was going. Perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe. Yeah, I have questions, though. Anybody knows or was Jay wants a set. documentary on the edges from Dear White People. You're right, yo. Give her that. Please. Please do. So that, and then instead of clapping, um, it was a lot of snapping going on. It sure was. It was a lot of snap. And I know that we go places and we hear people speak and we snap and shit, but there's a mixture of snapping and clapping or quiet and snapping. This was like, motherfuckers is just That's all they snapping. did. I mostly snap. snap when my hands are full. Like there's something in that hand, so I snap. Oh, with the other but hand. if you if you're somewhere and somebody says something that you like, do you never snap? Are you not a snapper ever? I'm not really a snapper. It reminds me of weird poetry people. Right, right. Which is not my thing. Yeah. Um, I guess y'all are not weird, but for me, it's not my thing. So mm-hmm. it always reminds me that. So I'm not like a. Maybe I might because it's happening around me. You know how you just kind of just follow what's yeah, happening, but yeah. now I won't initiate. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. I'm more of a. Yes. Okay. Ah, so I'll ah, like I'll a, do an ah, ah snap. Yeah. And I might do a snap without an ah, but mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's like like it's like a few it's like snaps. a like a. I'm mm, not doing. It's two, not like a not that. Yeah, I'm not. Doing I don't know two if y'all can hands. hear me. I'm, yes, we can hear you. But that not you. that. But it's like a like a very like a period. Like yeah boom, yeah. I'm like not that. I'm not doing a, a two handed snap. No shame. No shame in it. It just seemed <laughs> like there was like an overabundance. Of, we we get it. Niggas are snapping now. <laughs> It was just like... They probably had someone in the back with the little poppers. Like, pop, pop, You're right. Pop, 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 pop. Get the snaps. Get the snaps out. <laughs> or when they tell everybody to be quiet so they can, like, get the volume of the room. It's like, just one of y'all snap. We're going to be snapping this entire season. So just get the snap. Capture the snap. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, so that was Yo, that you're was right. There was bad snapping. There was bad snapping. Oh, I was what? like, okay, enough. She just ordered a drink. Enough. Enough with the snapping. She's got a macchiato. So yeah, so those are my initial thoughts. Are you ready to get into characters? Yes, let's get into them. So last season we left off with Sam and Lionel, who are two students um, who had discovered the order, right? Yeah. Was it the Order X or the Order of X? Or they just started the calling it the X, Order. But they did just kind of Yeah, it start the calling order. it the Order. Yeah. Maybe it's because there's a whole X-Men comic called Order of X. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Who knows? I shorten shit because I don't got time to say all of this. All right. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. The I order. Do. The so. order. So, yeah. So, they've been calling it the order. And to the end of the last season, they kind of discovered and uncovered this secret black society, this elite secret black society. The black Anami. The black... I was trying to make Illuminati a black word, but can you do it? Black Anabi? No, not I feeling can't it. do it. Okay. I don't like it. All right, somebody, somebody, it is whack. Somebody send. Somebody us will send us think. how to yeah. say it. Thank send you. us a voice note. <laughs> voice note, a video, whatever. Yeah. 
So it opens with Giancarlo Esposito. Do you know his character's name? I actually don't. Me neither. And I like calling him Giancarlo Esposito <laughs> because I fucks with him heavy. He's like the greatest actor alive. Yo, he's amazing. He's an excellent character he actor. He is amazing. He's fucking dope. He's a different, like, obviously, you're supposed to be a different person when you act. Mm-hmm. But there are many actors who don't do that. Yes. They're the same person, yes. every character. He is a different person. Yeah. Every fucking character sometimes i wonder if that's like a character actor thing like if the best actors like the ones who are most um who are most celebrated and most awarded are actually just motherfuckers that we like and that we like to see do themselves like de niro is de niro and everything yes denzel, denzel yeah yes, it's denzel and everything I, I accept that but i just i just I wanna just need to, i'm happy to hear you say yeah it. but i'm what i'm saying though is people say that shit about denzel like every other major excellent actor ain't the same ass person in everything like that's not unique to oh, denzel that's like my that, point yeah yeah I, my I, point I is that that is not they a unique do. trait to denzel like the uh, some of our best actors are that same motherfucker yep, in right. every film they might change an inflection in their voice or they might change their hair or whatever the fuck but they are we're watching this because yeah. it's de niro we're it, watching this because exactly. it's leonardo but that's DiCaprio. Why, that's why comedians are able to like imitate them because they're the Boom. same person bada bing and everything bada bing yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you have character actors like Giancarlo Esposito oh, and those other motherfuckers who I can't. Well, we don't know I don't their know names their names, because... but I know their fa- You know that guy who's in everything, <laughs> okay? That guy with the big eyes. You know who it is, all right? Oh, gosh. But yeah. Hello, fellow children. <laughs> that guy. You know, he's a character actor. He is. Yeah. Hello, he's fellow so kids. Anyway. He's so good. Yes. So. Last season, they uncover the order. Giancarlo Esposito is the the black guy who is keeping the order alive and hopes to induct them into this secret yes. black society. Mm-hmm. So we open this season where we left off last season, and he's black and army. Okay, sorry, I tried. To get That's what you had said before. <laughs> <laughs> So he reveals the order of of X or the order exists, but it's died out and that he needs them to join in order to keep it alive. We need the youth. We need the fucking youth, yo. We need each other. Yes. All of us need each other. But in order to join, they have to consider the pyramid through the eye of God and they have to kill the narrator. Like that's what that's their task. And they are over it. They're tired of riddles. They found the guy. They want the answers. And he's like, no, no you have to consider no. all this shit. There's more to it. I was over it. it with them. Oh, man. I wanted to stay with Giancarlo. <laughs> I was like, so what are we doing? <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm with it. I'm with it. What? I'm with it. Um, But yeah, so they're over it. I had exp- the way they ended it last season. It seemed like this was about to be what it was I about. It was gonna be some shit. Yeah, so I thought we were gonna spend more time with him. It does come around. He does end up being involved in the story of the season. But I thought oh. we were gonna focus more on this yeah. order and stuff. You I know? did too. I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, but I enjoyed what role he played. So he describes the order, and then wait, yes, I want to know what leaving conditioner he puts in his hair. Italian. It's so like. He's black and Italian. Look, so I don't care. It's mm. still very like yeah. It is because his good. hair has a kink, but it still uh. retains moisture in a way mm-hmm. that's like nice. Okay, okay, I'm okay. done. Well, I think he just knows not to wash it every day because he's well, black. All I know is that, in a black way. Yeah, but all I know yeah. is that I enjoy it. 
Yeah, he has he, he takes care of that hair. Yeah, he does. Definitely does. Threw you off with the moisture. I'm all thrown off thinking about moisture now <laughs> and his curl pattern. But yeah, so that is really it from him. Sam and Lionel, they storm out. They were in the bell tower. That's where they found him. They really did. Like, yeah. This shit is whack. They're like, we're over this. I'm like, this what? would be some college students disrespecting <laughs> the elders. They found this man. He's got the sacred text. Oh, he fucking teaches them a lesson for like two or three hours. And they're like, nah. Nah, we good. They spent all that season figuring this shit out. Should have used a PowerPoint. Why would you have a chalkboard? Like, these are kids of 2019. You're right. You're right. What the fuck that's what he doing? keeps in the bell tower, I guess. Fucking I don't know. chalkboard. Yeah. That, that, that would have turned me off. I don't like a chalkboard. It reminds me of math. And he had like fucking shapes and shit. So yeah. you probably would have really been like, I would have been fucking over it. I'm like, a pyramid? Is, is this geometry? I, what is this? I don't, I don't want it. So yeah, so that's their task. They have to think about the pyramid and kill, kill the, narrator. the narrator. Yes. So then we hit up on Light Skin Al. I don't remember Light Skin Al having this much of a storyline ever. Like right. This he any, was like a comedic relief. Any storyline. There you go. Right. He was like comedic relief. He was down. He was light skin. That was Al. Yeah. So the season actually opens with him, and we open three months later, three months after last season, mm-hmm. and it is now I think their junior year. They weren't junior. Were they juniors last year? Were uh, they freshmen the first season? I am doing something silly in my head. Yeah. Where it's, I'm a little I'm confused. I mixed up with also, a whole different show because I remember when they first got to campus, Sam like had a perm or straight hair yeah. or, or blowout. So and we then, didn't know them then because we were flashback to that. Right. So that was either first semester or their first year. Yeah. So who knows? But I, this season, they're juniors, whatever. Mm-hmm. Who, who knows? I, I think I think last year so they were sophomore. that means next season is the last one if it exists? I just want at least one more season. That's what I want because mm-hmm. I, I did enjoy it enough to see another one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Light Skin Al is running around campus trying to get signatures for a petition to make Winchester a sanctuary a sanctuary school for undocumented immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, and the vibe around the campus is that everyone is kind of feeling complacent or over feeling complacent or over it. Or they have like activism fatigue because they did they did a did lot of lot. fucking they organizing did. last season and shit like that. And that's actually that's real for a lot of people. Like you you are doing a bunch of shit. Sometimes you either you see results or you don't. Whatever it is, yeah. it organizing is hard work. It it's is exhausting work. But and sometimes so, you just change your course of action. That too. Yeah. Like it won't even look like the same kind of right, thing. Right, anymore. right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. These are facts. So yeah, it seems like a lot of people have activism fatigue. Yep. Folks stop going to black caucus which is where a lot of the show had taken place like mm-hmm. was surrounded around the discussions that yeah. the black student union or the black student group would have together so people stopped going to that al light-skinned al his name is al but he is like wildly light-skinned and i think that it's appropriate to call him that so light-skinned al i know um, someone named al once just al me too no his name was no there was an al ali was a different person <laughs> there was al and there was ali i think they were different i don't remember (laughs) maybe al converted to ali there was a lot of that shit going on yes give me another letter yes it was like when i almost changed my name to johnicia instead of janicia had to really get it like rostered you know kind of rostered up all right all right we're back (laughs) so what is happening so So Light Skin Al is also the weed guy. So as he's getting people to sign this petition, he's also asking them if um, they're trying to buy weed. So Mm -hmm. nobody is really fucking with him. But they're buying that weed. They're buying that weed, though. 
So he has an audience because he's the weed guy. Yeah. So we later find out that his supplier is the racist gay mestizo dude yeah. from the newspaper who mm-hmm. was harassing um Sam last season. Yes. So he is so we find that out. Al is um getting his weed from him or whatever and they seem to be having this conversation and talking about his day like a casual conversation yeah, they um, know each other casual um drug exchange yeah you know, you know you know how it is you know how it so goes it's a tuesday yeah and so what is his name silvo or silvio silvio so silvio says ask al when are you going to tell them that al is short for alberto okay so they ha- they have this whole thing and it's revealed that um al is a is latinx he's an afro-latino mm-hmm. And I have there's a few things, a few feelings that I have. I just about want this. you to know because they can't see. They you. can't see me. Jay looks stressed. I'm like, very stressed. She's rubbing her forehead. I'm you know how you know hands. how you wrinkle up your forehead, but yeah, I'm, like, I'm straight. I'm massaging. She, she it has migraine face. Yeah, this whole this whole like uh, quote unquote reveal of Al being Afro Latinx um, bothers me because of how they did it and because it's presented as like a reveal or mystery or whatever. Yeah, it's weird to me. Also, when I was in college, we knew each other's government name. Yo. Your name is everywhere. Your name is on everything. People knew all of my names. Yes. I have more than one last right, name. Right, all right. of them were on there. Yeah. So I find it, I, f- I don't know like what the rules are now. I know, I think now people are more respectful of your chosen name versus your government name. Mm-hmm. But I just find it hard to believe that by junior year, nobody, nobody knows, knows that Al's government name is Alberto. That's so, the same magic that kept those edges together. That's probably it. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. So that and then basically Al, uh, Silvo, Silvio has this whole conversation with Al as if Al is an undercover Latinx person, as yeah. if Al is hiding his Latinx identity in order to fit in with, with the, the quote unquote black, black kids. kids. Yeah. And I don't honestly, I don't understand the conversation. I don't either. I don't get it. I think I actually rewinded it. I thought I missed something. I watched it three times. <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand i was like wait 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 wait. I'm yeah so he's like when are you gonna tell them that your your name is short for alberto uh al is like well you know I, i'm not lying about anything i let people believe what they want to believe or whatever mm-hmm. okay and then al is like you know where i'm from black or brown it's all the same which Maybe this is light skin ignorance that he has going on, but if you are Afro Latinx person, you know that black and brown and and have accepted your identity. Yeah, you, you know, know that black and brown, brown is not considered all the same by mm-hmm. everybody. Nope. You know what I'm saying? But but the reason why you fuck with the black kids is because you are a whole ass light skin black person. Yes. Your whole face is a black man's face. Yes. Because you are a light skin black, black person man. of Latinx experience yes. and identity. So that exchange was was weird for me, especially because he was talking to a whole ass TV Italian. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Silvio looks like he can tan. All right. Yes. Um. To me, it's clear that he is a Latinx person. Yeah. Some would call him mestizo, but mm-hmm. he is not Afro Latino at all. He's not. No. Maybe he has a black dad. Perhaps. Like 
like, probably not. Like Gina Rodriguez, probably dark skinned father. Gina Rodriguez, very dark skinned black father. Um, <laughs> sarcasm. Um, Huge amount of sarcasm. Yeah. So it was weird to me because though they are both Latinx people, their experience and how they're able to navigate and move the world is different. different. And so hugely different. Right. And so how dare to me? How dare? And we, I guess this person is is supposed to be fucking whack anyway because they did well, that they whole are, yeah. yeah that that whole alt right shit last season. But how dare Silvio or somebody who presents in the way that he presents check a whole entire black man yeah. for not quote unquote aligning with, with Latinx folks or identity. But also, who are you to talk about people revealing their identity where you pretended to be a whole ass racist white person? There's that, there's that part for a whole ass season. Yeah, and you're gonna like shut up yeah so that that whole exchange kind of bothered me and the implication was that al is passing as a A black black person person. when he is in fact a black person so i I don't i don't know what the point of this is i don't know if there's some self-awareness here i don't what i do know is that black folks of all varieties of all parts of the diaspora a lot of us struggle with our identity Mm -hmm especially at a young age like they're in college so it is possible that that exact conversation could go down amongst two people who are very confused about what the fuck is happening so i don't know if that was the point but it made me uncomfortable it's just weird to see someone who i guess i'm I'm obviously when i was looking Mm -hmm. in but an afro latinx person pretending to be black but you're black you know right, what i mean like the, right. the it seems as though well, that's what they're setting it up as this person is pretending to be black mm-hmm. although they're this but it's like do y'all know <laughs> like the people yeah. writing this even like yeah. do y'all know that blackness exists in that it made even? me uncomfortable and it, it felt What's like they were playing happening? they're playing to a uh, like to xenophobia because we yeah, yeah, you and i you yes. and i both know that there are people who watch that shit and was like oh, oh snap shit. he's latino oh my, oh my god. god he's been pretending to be he a black person all this, all this time. time oh my god oh my god oh my god this shit is wow crazy crazy oh Cardi shit. B, stay pretending to be black just like and playing both sides oh, playing okay. both sides <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah so i don't know i don't know what's going on with that but at the end of the entire series, so we start with that. And then at the end of the series, we see Al, um, he decides to... Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I'm going to make sure they understand. This is the very beginning of the series. Mm-hmm. We don't hear about this at all. We don't hear shit about this <laughs> for the rest of the, the season. Rest of the there season. are 10 episodes. And then at the very end. At the very the- end, <laughs> we do see Al throughout the series. Yeah, but, but I this, guess he's this, still, quote unquote... He's still stealth black. Stealth black, Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ambiguously stealth black <laughs> so many things going on so man stupid. so many things happening it's so dumb um yeah and then the closing of the series after like some credits and shit roll the closing of the series we see al going to um the latinx alliance meeting latinx student alliance meeting okay cool so he sits down great i like that he is engaging with that identity publicly as well that was cool and i feel like there were all different ways to frame that and still make that cool without making it like he's out of the closet now like i don't know it was a lot of different things but then here's the other gag Mm -hmm. all right so al is mad light skin that's why we're calling him light skin Al, like wild light skin and he goes to this meeting with to the latinx alliance and no one there is darker than him no (laughs) 
no one <laughs> which may, which leads me to believe uh-huh. that this really is about afro latinx erasure because mm-hmm. there's no way yep. that an ivy league school has no other has no other, other afro latinx person yeah it's weird now it is possible that they felt are all so, of them stealth black maybe they're all stealth black but it's possible that they felt so ostracized by those white spanish-speaking which people which is usually the case right that they just don't, that fuck they don't with go it. there yes that's usually which how is a conversation works. to be had yeah. so that's possible but to me it felt strange for al number one not to know other black latinx people on mm-hmm. campus and that not be a discussion and him not talk yeah. about his afro-latinidad it was weird for him to go there and then it just be all tv italians sitting there and al like, ooh, surprise. Ooh, he's black. As if he's going to grow his hair out and it'd be like mad straight. Or It's not. It's not. It's All not. Right. All right. Okay. So I'm done with that shit. He don't got to put rubber bands at the end of his braid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, okay. He, he don't. He does not, yo. He just Cause twisted cause and curls because he's black. Because he's black. <laughs> All right. Our next character we want to get into is Joel. Joel is Sam's best friend. Mm-hmm. And we know Sam has, she's not the main character, but the story, Dear White People, which was a movie centered initially yeah. around her story. Yeah. So Joel is Sam's best friend. And Joel has taken over Dear White People radio because mm-hmm. Sam doesn't want to do it anymore. And what? Radio. Your face. I just haven't heard the word radio. I just added radio to it so (laughs) niggas would know it was the radio program. But it's the radio show, I guess, that is the title of this series. For those who are unfamiliar, Dear White People in This World is a radio show that Sam started. And now she's not doing it anymore. Joelle, her best friend, has taken over. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want it. Sam doesn't want to do it anymore. She's over it. And it's kind of fitting into that either like complacent or over it yeah. storyline. And then and then to remind if you didn't see season two, her dad passed. So Right. She's still grieving yeah. the loss of her father. So, yeah. yeah. We'll get into that, but I just wanted to That's like, right. say that. So her best friend Joelle has taken over the radio show. Joelle and Reggie are in a relationship. Yeah. Um uh, all of Joelle's clothes are fucking cute. They're all cute. But what? I don't know college students who dress like entry level nonprofit nonprofit organization worker people because that's what they look like to me. I was like, who that are is, these kids? That's mad specific. You who do, are these kids? Do you just mean like young adults with jobs? Young adults with jobs, but like jobs where they don't have the wear suits. Got it. You know what I mean? Yes. I was like, who yes. are these fucking kids? That's true, but I feel like a I lot enjoyed of these, the clothes, yeah. but it was like, who? It's supposed to be envious. Are, Cause I'm like, these are shoes that I can't afford to purchase now. Like, where? What's going on here? Who are these kids? What's going on, guys? (laughs) What's going on? But Um, I I do, I do enjoy her clothes. Yeah, all her, all her clothes are cute. Reggie, who is her new boyfriend, wants to announce that they're a couple. She wants to give it some time because she wants things to be perfect. He, of course, is a man and assures her that it is perfect and everything's going to be fine because he's a man. So that's what they do yeah from the door she's also kind of a type a personality like not not rigid but like she likes things to be perfect in order she's incredibly smart Mm -hmm. but she's also cool so it's it's not people i think people don't read her as type Type a A. as she really is because she is cool and chill while also being like an overachiever because it's not like it doesn't come off awkward and like right in that way right right right. that they generally tie type a personality exactly but she does like to present perfect and like Mm -hmm. not lose control and be on top of all her shit that's why her edges are laid probably that's probably why her edges are laid you're right sometimes she seems to like shrink herself to keep cool like in honor of keeping things Mm -hmm. in order together right she'll shrink 
bettering yeah. herself. There is a new professor on campus and she has him on her on the show, Dear White People. And she decides she has some challenging questions that she wants to ask him. And she decides it seems like last she presented like, hey, I'm going to ask you these tough questions. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, you can. I'd rather talk about the app or whatever I'm here to talk about. But sure, yeah. it's your show. Let's talk about it. And then when R- Reggie shows up and... I don't I'm not sure if she changed her mind about talking about it because Reggie showed up and because she didn't want to look like she was pushing this guy that Reggie looked up to mm-hmm. or if she doesn't ask the questions because just overall she doesn't want to cause a fuss because that's not who she is. Yeah. I think it's honestly I think it has a lot to do with how the world perceives her because she's a dark skinned black woman mm-hmm. and like she doesn't want to like take up space in that way because it's right. usually interpreted as something different. Mm-hmm. So I think she does a lot of muting herself and treating yes. herself. Because of stuff like that. Like, I don't right. want to be the angry black woman. I don't want to be the one starting trouble. I don't mm-hmm. want to be the one who's like... Because that's something that I think the world digested differently for Sam, who is light-skinned, right. versus Joelle, who is a dark-skinned mm-hmm. woman. So I think that's also why her type A comes off different, too. Because she doesn't want to, like... Or maybe she feels she can't be as... Maybe she has to be cooler about it because the right. way people perceive her because, you know, of her being a dark-skinned woman mm-hmm. or something like that. But I think that's why she shrinks herself a lot. Mm-hmm. in this series right no i feel you and mm-hmm. you think that that's you think that's intentional in the writing i think it is for her but there's mm-hmm. like there's other dark-skinned women who don't do that in the series right right but, right yeah, but specifically that's specific for her, to her yeah. character mm-hmm. and yeah i think considering so. her color and yeah. all that stuff mm-hmm. in it okay i feel you i think overall joelle needs more storyline there's there's a there's a moment where she's at black caucus and she has to um like do the bylaws or whatever uh-huh. and uh rashid who's another student um offers to help because he's like obsessed with her and yeah, shit like that is. reggie is like nah we got it reggie of course doesn't help her he falls through we'll get to that later yeah. but i think her story was tied to her experience with reggie which i think was relevant and she did have story and i feel like we did learn a lot about her through some of the stuff that she did but i like her so much that i would like to no. see more who is she without sam who is she without reggie yeah because the other seasons we see who she is and connected to sam right and now it's like we see who she is in proximity to reggie like, yeah and who? then she had her episode last season where she ended up dating that hotel which was kind of still kind of still her reacting to like one person i guess or yeah. one experience mm-hmm. i don't know i would i would have liked to see just more other shit going on with, with her, her this season yeah i agree um or even if i saw more of her doing dear white people without reggie hovering around he was always like fucking like nearby yeah. or she about to go see him or mm-hmm. she wondering where he's at yeah. or something like that mm-hmm. yeah and it was nothing sad about it like the story that was there was fine like it did i don't think it portrayed her in any negative light i just felt like it could have there could have been more meat there yeah her. i feel like she's a person we see too much to not really know her yeah you know yeah. No, see, she, she's in this the series like a lot. We should know more right, about her. Right. So speaking of Rashid, I mentioned Rashid as a guy who, who is obsessed with, with and kind of in love with, with Joel. Joel. Uh, Rashid, Rashid is the continental African character who we have no idea where he's from. I don't know Nowhere. if it was mentioned in a previous season, but I don't, I don't remember know where it, he's from. And I really hate the accent. Yeah. He is the only like central kind of character or character whose name that we know who is a continental african that we know of yeah you know like Mm -hmm. like somebody who was not born 
in the states or whatever. like didn't come here really young yeah in in my world in my universe i'm sure there would be other kids there who were continental africans but we just don't know because either they don't have an accent or because mind your fucking business or whatever the fuck but mm-hmm. he's the only person on the show who interacts who is, with like the rest of the yeah who's who's earmarked as continental Mm -hmm, african person all right so yeah his accent is whack and then we meet his friends we Mm -hmm. meet two of his friends and one of them i'm not a continental african so the tall one his accent didn't sound violent to me it all sound violent really yeah the tall one sounded fine sound like he just showed up and was just talking or he showed up and was doing a mild version of whatever his parents accent is or some shit he learned or maybe he was an actor and like took classes i don't know but his didn't sound as wicked as the other two the other two rashid the guy who plays rashid and the shorter um continental african dude it was it was just it was weird and they make a joke about the coming to america sounding accents and mm-hmm. people thinking that that's how they talk and i'm like yo that's yes, how that's y'all what sound. Y'all sound it sounds like. like y'all went to the school of coming to america i don't know if that was an inside joke that i didn't get or like if i misunderstood it or if it for real fell flat or what were they like joking about how horrible their accents were no they, they do they you know like i do think that and their white people that they do do a lot of making fun of themselves mm-hmm. like Let's make fun of this show. Right. That's, so I don't know if maybe that was one of them, those mm-hmm. moments because they know That's those what I'm accents. saying. I would have appreciated that, but if it was, it didn't land because I was like, wait, what? I don't. Yeah. So that that's always awkward. But okay, let's get past how hard it was to listen to that. Mm-hmm. So his two friends, Rashid again, he's continental African, and he meets his two friends in a coffee shop who are trying to get him to move to their dorm. They live in Bichette, which is a more throughout the series, it seems like that dorm is like the place where everybody wants to live, unless you are like a black student who wants to live in the dorm that has been yeah. historically black. Mm-hmm. But it's fancy. They ha- they seem to have all these amenities and shit. And there is a floor that's called Little Africa where all of the continental African students live or a lot of them live and have community there, which doesn't sound like a bad thing. But the way that these two present it, instead of presenting it as like, yo, this is like, you know, Little Africa's up there. We enjoy it. We connect with people. We have a similar experience. It ends up being this come be with us instead of being Being with with these black american people because why are you fucking with them on any level like why are you yeah yeah and i i know that anti-blackness specifically like anti-black americanness i know that that's a thing i know that that exists they just laid it on here i think so thick without any alternative because in this dear white people universe these are the only africans and all of the other black people except for kelsey who is trini all of the other black people people are supposed to be yep. assumed as black, black american people yep. with no other diasporatical like influences yeah and so that bothered me because when you go to for me when you go to a pwi when you go to one that is a top 20 university if you go to an ivy league school there are within the black community that is there there are black people from all okay. over mm-hmm. like the country yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so like if I know I've heard people talk about how they didn't, they're unfamiliar with like diasporic wars because in their community, everybody was from here. You know what I'm saying? Everyone Mm -hmm. was from this one place. Everyone was black American. Everyone was whatever. But I just feel like some of that 
melts away when you go to these types of institutions. And mm-hmm. so I find it hard to believe that the black community there is all black American, that there's no black community, black Caribbean student union with the fucking seven yeah. black Caribbean mm-hmm. folks who are there, there, or there's no, um, there are no, what is, is it first generation when your parents are born? When your parents are immigrants? Yes. And you're born here you're or born whatever? Here, yeah. yeah. They're a first generation motherfucker. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it just, it just like, I, I feel like they were making what the black community was supposed to be so black and white, for lack of a better word. And that's not how any Anything. of us fucking exist. Yeah. At all. You know? So I thought that that mm-hmm. was odd. And that made the way that I engaged with these African characters, like, um, oh. uncomfortable. Because mm-hmm. it was like, I know that there are other... You're not going to tell me it's no Nigerians at the school. Yeah. You know? Like... No, you're really not, though. You're really not. You're not. You know they're there. Yes. They have private meetings. Okay? <laughs> they still fuck with the rest of the black Americans. They also have their own, own private stuff going fucking on too. shit, yo. Yes. So, yeah. So, I just... Uh, that That was awkward for me yeah so I, didn't, I didn't his friends want them to move into their dorm the they say the black americans are constantly whining about discrimination so there's that mm-hmm. kind of separation of understanding which again we know that exists in some people it was just that there's no there was no variety in these dudes it's like they just showed up specifically to just be to be like anti-black black american. american yeah which is odd with their tupperware yeah, what was up with the Tupperware? I don't know. I guess to show, like, we are still eating food from our country and you're eating, like, a sandwich. Right, <laughs> like, it right, was, like, to right. show the blatant difference of, like, we're still very, like, continent to African and you're, uh-huh. like, you're doing different things. Okay, so here's what are you another... Doing? What are you doing over uh, here's there? Here's another thing. And I guess this is TV, so maybe I'm being too ridiculous, but, like, Rashid could like to live, like, where he lives and also still bring Tupperware food. Yeah. You know, it's like the <laughs> it distinction. Like, it was just these weird, hard about, lines. Yeah, it was just weird. And it was like he was only, okay, so it comes, Rashid is only staying in that dorm because he is in love with Joelle mm-hmm. and really likes seeing her and likes her. And so he's having a hard time, like, thinking about moving yeah. to another dorm because he really likes her. But, like, did you, like, he? are we supposed to think he don't give a fuck about yeah, but- nobody else there? Like, you've been living in this dorm for two and a half years and this you just that's it it's joel so like we mean nothing to you (laughs) (laughs) you came to all these black caucus meetings and we mean nothing if you can't fuck joel none of this shit matters (laughs) so um yeah so he he really he doesn't want to leave because he likes joel he's in love with her he can finally confesses his feelings to joel and joel is dating reggie Rashid notices that Reggie is hardly ever around. And so he's distant. So what's good? So he approaches Joel like a nice guy, right? Like how nice guys do. And he's like, listen, these are the feelings I have for you. Do whatever you want with this information. You don't have to do anything, but it was important to me to let you know. By the end of the conversation, after you dirty bitch, stay with that motherfucker. You want to that don't fucking like you, you bitch. Pretty I was much. like, what is pretty much? That's why I, we're what? paraphrasing. But yeah, I'm paraphrasing. That's a lot. what I saw. That's that's exactly <laughs> what I saw. Yo. You don't want my advances? Well, all right, you stink ass bitch. You, bitch. That's why your edges is whack anyway. You fucking bitch. So <laughs> yeah, he tells her whatever you want to do with that information is your business. Joelle says she doesn't see him that way. She has a, a boyfriend, so like, let's please like stop with this talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. He of course stops talking to her forever, yep. moves to Little Africa, <laughs> and unfriends her on Facebook. <laughs> He's fucking done. 
He's fucking over it. Because <laughs> men, yo. Yes. That's what men do. Yes. Later in the series, towards the end, um, she hasn't seen him in a while. And she's like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Let's catch up. Let's get let's even get, after. Let's get coffee. This, because still- this is what good people do, right? Because women, some of us, don't realize that men are garbage and we're still good to them, right? So she's like, no, despite the fact that you fucking deleted me on Facebook and stopped fucking talking to me, I did appreciate you as a friend and I actually would like to get coffee. So let's do that. And he's like, nah, let's not. Nah, you stink. Let's not Jiggable say we're going to get coffee, bitch. yo. <laughs> Fuck that. And that's how it ends. I, I have Tupperware now. Thing. Fuck your Fuck coffee. You. I have Tupperware and an Asian girlfriend. Fuck you and your coffee. Okay, like, okay. do you not need friendship? Niggas like to act like they don't need friendship. Y'all was friends they all this time. They don't want to be our friends. No, they they just want to fuck us. They just wait. They don't. For, they don't want to be our friends. They don't. They want to fuck us and then have their boys so that they can not talk about their feelings with their boys mm-hmm. and then feel void and sad in life. Yeah. And then cheat on their their wife when she can't fulfill every single need they have because they have no other relationships and she's supposed to do everything do for all them because they're shit. fucking garbage. Fuck that. <sighs> Hi, Corey. That's my boyfriend. That whole situation had me triggered. Like, no, Joel, leave. Because that's what I was going through with my partner. Yeah. Like, leave him, ma. But, you know, oh, we're talking about Reggie, Reggie, but we'll get to Reggie. We'll get to Reggie. Yeah, you yeah. fucking, you, you really, you ready to get to that. You're Girl, no, right, let well. me stop smacking so hard. These mics are good. They are good mics. <laughs> Drink some water. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. <laughs> Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like. Giving black women year. your money. Yes. So Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they? give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass woman is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes um, twice a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website yo tvsqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again (laughs) all the time yes all right so let's talk about sam we come into this season again sam she's not doing dear white people anymore she's letting go of that show she's not doing it um she last season had an encounter with a character named ricky who was supposed to be kind of like the Candace Owens character of season two. A black white supremacist. A black white supremacist. For anybody unfamiliar with Candace Owens, she is a black white supremacist. Don't bother to Google her. Give her your fucking clicks. Most recently, she was doing the podcast that Mario Lopez said those made those transphobic comments on mm-hmm. just for some people who need reference or whatever. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Why was he there, son? You know that she's a black Republican and more than a black Republican, a fucking white supremacist. Because he is as well. Yeah. How would you be? Why else would you say yes to that? You really got to be as a fucking brown person 
with last name Lopez, you really got to be far fucking removed from any kind of... Look, he's really light with dimples. Yeah. So maybe, you know... You think that was a Jerry on Curl on Saved by the Bell? He does extra. Extra! Why people mm-hmm. like that? So he just thought, like, you know, yeah. he was part of the family. So, yes. Yeah, so Ricky was the Candace Owens character, and Ricky kind of led Sam to believe or kind of told Sam that, like, they're the same. Yeah. So Ricky is like a shock jock out here trying to get this Republican money, and she feels like Sam is equally sensational with um her, like, pro-black shit yeah. and revolutionary mindset and shit like that. So Sam opens the season being afraid to turn into the that, monster that, that she person. saw in Ricky. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. the thing. So she seems complacent. She's still grieving. She's procrastinating on her film thesis. Mm-hmm. Right now she's addicted to the parody of Handmaid's Tale. Tale that they have in yeah. the show. Do you watch that show? No. Yeah, I don't watch that either. I tried the first episode and then rape is happening. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Let me back this car up. Yeah, that's not oh, my jam. I don't want to see this. That's not my jam. I remember in college. <laughs> it's not my jam. Rape is not my jam. <laughs> rape is not my jam, yo. Fictional rapes. Mm-hmm. Real rapes, fictional rapes. All of them. Yeah. Not, not my, my thing, not my yo. Either. When I was in college, they played it for a course I was taking. I don't know what that fucking course was about. They we, played The Hands Made too? Yeah. Oh, okay. We watched a lot of film. I don't even know if it was a film course or if we were on some other shit. I don't think it was about film. Anyway, my teacher- That sounds really annoying. It was annoying. I'm sorry you had to go through And the that. teacher's name was Apple. And yeah, that was before people were naming their kids Apple. So it was a white was person named it? Yeah, it was a white he. man was named apple it was a white, white it was a white at the time it was a white man named apple i think he got now, to teach at a university of course i think now i think he was a grad student i think and then i also think that he would probably exercise different gender pronouns because i'm thinking oh, of that okay. like kind of hostile mm-hmm. white environment that yeah. we were in and there wasn't really space for, for that, that. Mm-hmm. so now that i'm revisiting him but anyway for whatever reason they had us watch the movie version of the handmaiden's tale or at no we watched the whole thing yeah they had us watch the whole fucking thing but that rape clip that was really too much for me and so this i believe is like the remake of that so i don't yeah. i don't need that shit in my life but anyway they had this the parody tv show this season on dear white people is of the handmaiden's tale so sam is addicted to that shit she is also currently in a tizzy over the school making a filmmaker <laughs> named uh jerry schuyler a the filmmaker in refer in residence jerry schuyler plays jerry schuyler is kind of like a tyler perry type character mm-hmm. get it jerry perry schuyler tyler so yeah you see that they do a lot of you're not impressed no. Yo, y'all can see her face <laughs> i'm really not at all <laughs> I like shit like that, yo. It's, it's ridiculous. You know, I like ridiculous shit. <laughs> so it's actually Jerry Schuyler is played by Dear White People director Justin Simeon. So it was cool to see him in his own show. And he's actually good at it. So he plays this Tyler Perry. How hard is it to play Tyler Perry? He was not playing Tyler Perry. But he does that, but he also play, plays this person like outside of yeah, no, that character. I'm doing a podcast or entertaining. You sound the same when you make jokes and when you don't. All right. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to follow. It's only been six years. <laughs> and you still and you don't deviate and it's still hard to tell um so he's known for jerry schuyler is known for his medea like character mr griggins mm-hmm. and mr griggins is like a negro it's from a, slave days a fucking fool it's hilarious <laughs> yeah he's a fucking fool and I don't know that I would watch Mr. Griggins in um in real life, but that parody shit, that was fucking funny. And he's good. He's good at it. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. 
So he is paired, in addition to being the filmmaker in residence, he is kind of paired with Sam as her advisor, her yeah. film advisor. Yeah. But she's in a tizzy over his existence because of the same reasons that people, the same way people feel about Tyler Not Perry in real life, that he plays to the lowest, their people's opinion, that he plays to the lowest common denominator, that he is doing work for the Chitlin circuit, yep. that he is behaving badly in front of white, white people, people and embarrassing us as a community and mm-hmm. taking the culture back and shit like that so she feels all of those feelings about this jerry schuyler character and she does a pitch for her junior thesis mm-hmm. and that shit bomb she's hoping to be paired with her um like her film idol yeah her film idol cynthia frey who is played by laverne cox mm-hmm. so she's hoping to be paired with her but she does so bad on her pitch that they say that they're not gonna pair her with her because she's not ready she's not so ready they gave that. her to <laughs> yes him. they gave her to jerry skylar Mm -hmm. what is interesting about the dynamics of sam and jerry skylar is that he's a director who's been chosen to be her advisor and she talks mad reckless to him yeah and i think to me it's it's indicative of the way that people feel like they're allowed to reference or talk to or about um certain communities of, of black, black folks, folks. yeah yep. it's like if we think that they are if we think that they are too black we think that they are too black and whatever the fuck that means right if mm-hmm. we think they're too black if we think they're ghetto if they're ratchet they're banshee yeah. then it's like a free-for-all you, could you know what do i'm saying whatever and you could them exactly you want to. exactly do whatever say whatever and so i felt like in her interactions with him she was so comfortable talking nasty to him as a reminder of like that's how people feel like it's just okay like all of your other rules of like common decency and how to engage with people who you don't really fuck with but you have some level of decorum all that shit goes out the window when you're talking to somebody who is deemed too black ratchet ghetto banshee whatever all those things Mm -hmm. it makes everything okay so i thought that that was interesting and then it's like girl are you like not smart like this person yes is a well yeah Mm -hmm. but like this person is already like in the industry you want to be in yeah like you know like Mm -hmm. and you're like this is you're like crushing an opportunity because you want to like treat this person like horribly right you don't even realize the opportunity this person could provide mm-hmm. for you because in your eyes they ain't shit yeah not smart not smart so like we said laverne cox plays her film role model or her film idol cynthia mm-hmm. frey and what i like about what well, was it's always fun to see laverne cox mm-hmm. and i liked this kind of like removed detached but important character exactly. that she was playing. I liked it too. Yeah. I liked it a lot actually. Really? Yeah, cuz I've I only I've only seen her act in Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I've seen her right. in. I didn't watch that other TV show that she was in. So I haven't seen her act in other things. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. I just like to see actors be different people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, this is not like the character that I saw in right. Orange is the New Black. I'm like, oh, okay, range. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. I really liked it. And then I always when I see her her in interviews mm-hmm. she's just so bubbly like you know whatever so it was right. just very nice to just be like uh like this was drawn in mm-hmm. like uh whatever paying mm-hmm. people dust you know i yeah. enjoyed it i liked that and i liked that she was playing a character that was not 
um explicitly identified as a trans woman yeah um i like that there are shows that include trans folks and that experience in their characters but i also feel like we're at this stage where we're just coming out of like actors realizing or the the industry realizing that it is unacceptable to, to have, have cis, cis folks play yeah. trans folks mm-hmm. on screen so to me at this stage it is nice to see a trans person on film playing someone who could be this assumed cis could be assumed cis could Mm -hmm. be passing yeah could be stealth could be trans but no one is talking about it because the because we're not on trans 101 in this moment the importance (laughs) of this is like her film work Mm -hmm. in this universe yes who fucking knows but i i did enjoy that she's just here playing cynthia frey who's a bad bitch filmmaker and that's what it is i don't i don't know i don't know if there's like an element of erasure to that what I'm saying about her not playing a role that is explicitly trans, but that's that's kind of how I was feeling about mm-hmm. it. You all can let us know what you think. Yep, yep. So yeah, so like we said, Sam is kind of having this identity crisis and still figuring out who she is. She's figuring out her film shit. She is still texting her dad, um, texting his phone number for comfort mm-hmm. until someone finally texts back that it isn't him. Yeah. Because the phone company gave his phone number to away. To someone else. Yeah. So that kind of takes her um, comfort blanket away yeah. or like whatever she was using to soothe herself. I was like, because she was texting for a while in the season, mm-hmm. I was like kind of trying to prepare myself for when that person replied because mm-hmm. I knew that that would be like a freak out thing. Wow. Because um, I'm like, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. And then it also made me think like, and it didn't happen in the series, but I'm like, did she have voicemails? Like, so like, even if she can't text anymore, like, cause she, did she have voicemail stores? She can, I don't know. I just feel like mm-hmm. in some way that it could have still right. continued, but I guess we had to like see her kind of like reach that point. Yeah. Happened for mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she processes that and is now on like this next stage of grief because that was making her feel comfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. she because the university has pulled her mentorship with Cynthia Frey. She reaches out to her and she's like, "You're my idol. I really want to meet you. This is the situation. I would love your input on my film or whatever the heck." And Cynthia Frey is like, "Cool, let's meet." Come through. Yeah. So she meets Cynthia Frey, who is wild, aloof, and just kind of disappoints her. Like, you know how they say people. You shouldn't meet your idols. Yes, yes. Because all they can do is disappoint you or whatever because you put them on a pedestal. Is it pedestal or pedestal? You asking me? I don't know. We say pedestal where I'm from. I say I think it's spelled pedestal. pedestal. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck y'all. I say it like pedestal though. I think I'm gonna keep doing that. (laughs) So, um, yeah, she seems kind enough when she's talking to Sam initially, but by the time she sees... Yeah, like via email, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. And then when she meets her and by the time she watches, she watches her film from last year or season or whatever. Mm -hmm. And now she's watching her junior thesis film, what she has so far. And she's like, you should, I don't know, stop trying to be like me. (laughs) They wanted me to meet you. I did. <laughs> what? I'm just here so I don't get fine. Right? Yikes. Yikes. I laughed. Uh-huh. Because it's like there's something about Sam where she thinks like, and I think it's fine for a black woman to fulfill this, but I've always seen throughout the series her just like pushing through and like always getting what she wants mm-hmm. and like- I deserve this, so I'm going to, like, go after yeah. it. And I, that's not... You're not going to get everything you want. So mm-hmm. that was, like, the one time where, um, in that university where she was, like, trying to push to get what she wanted, what she felt she deserved. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, nah. And it was a black woman who was, yeah. like, nah. You know, like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, it was nice for me to be, like, mm, she's going to 
kind of got a little humbled there. Yeah, that was harsh. Have you ever met somebody that you really admired and they were fucking disappointing? My bio dad? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't top that. So we're just going to move on. <laughs> Cannot top that. I can't top it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was disappointing. So she then, after that grand disappointment, she goes back and meets with Jerry Schuyler. And this time they have a, a kinder conversation. He's kind of always said, when you're ready to talk, I'm here or whatever. But this is in the midst of her being her like, being wow, like, like, yeah, like, leave me alone. Da, 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 da. So she's like, yeah, I met Cynthia. He's like, yeah, she used to be my idol too. She's disappointing. They sit down and they talk and he explains to her, you know, I know that you do. He uses the term. He's like, I know you do this Italian neorealist style. And then she looks at him like she didn't know that he could say words, which was like, this is how <laughs> I know that look. people do. Yeah. <laughs> you know things? You, you're smart. Oh the way that you sound, I didn't know that you would. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so that made me uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I guess I got it. And then he suggests, which is something that we've talked about, and I'm kind of glad that it's it's like it's spreading. What Issa Rae has talked about before is like mm-hmm. he suggests that she looks around for her support instead of looking up. up. Instead of looking at people, look who's around you, look who's there. And I like I'm happy that's spreading too. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, we've yo. been saying it since the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I like that like other people saying it's, it's yes, becoming it's a part becoming, of the fucking yes. like ethos the zeitgeist whatever the fuck it like is getting to people oh, yeah, yeah work with people who like are like around you mm-hmm. and stop looking up this i'm not sorry i was about to rant about some I bitch that we know your head went sideways yes. <laughs> some bitch that we know that like to be in our circles but is always like looking up looking up somewhere i know that and then bitch. Be talking to people about how they looked up when it's a bunch of bitches around you who are like could help you with your shit but like you want to look you want to look up you want to look up though and then you wonder why we don't really let you sit with us yeah because like you, like we'll play with you in a in the schoolyard yeah. but you can't like sit at you our lunch table like sit at our whole table because that one time we had you at our table you, you fucking you was spat wilding. in my face you was fucking wilding <laughs> wilding Wild. I have not yet recovered no, from that. No, they were wild. I haven't recovered. Wild. They were wild, yo. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry, guys. We're back. Got to get that out. And and we're back. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I like that that's spreading, and I like the conversation of that in this story. Mm-hmm. Later on. Oh, and it also brings it back to the conversation of the pyramid that they were having yeah. because Sam finally discovers they had given up on looking at this pyramid. They had given up on the order shit and she discovers somehow realizes that the pyramid is an X yeah. and then there's four corners and basically we're all in this together. I don't know how the four corners make that happen, but I get the message. I was like, what? Yeah, that made no sense. I, is- okay. I was like, I hate pseudo. It's a circle of life. I hate pseudo deep shit. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Because you can actually just be deep. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Um, (laughs) So, yeah, it was a lot lot of weird pseudo deep shit. I'm just like, you could just be deep. Right. You can just actually just do it. You could just do it if you want. Yeah. You know? You tried. (laughs) But yeah, so that we're all in this together. And I like that theme of... I guess this story and yeah, I don't know. I just like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, we are. <laughs> I didn't get what it had to you do. You were just with like the- community. Community. I'm a community ass bitch. That's all you gotta say. I don't know how we got here, but I don't know. But we're here, here together. But it's cool. You're here. I'm here. I was always here. We're here together now. It's cool. It's cool. 
don't worry i don't care what the pyramid is about don't don't worry about it it's fine um oh god so yeah so then she we're now towards the end of the series her film comes together and she's done procrastinating and shit mm-hmm. she receives we're all in this together and that's kind of what her film reflects which is pretty cool it kind of ties in how all these different students on campus are having different experiences that tie into one another, another and yeah. we're more alike than we are different all mm-hmm. that shit or whatever so that was cool everybody loves her film it comes together i think that sam is generally annoying and i'm glad that we didn't have to spend all season with her um same i didn't ha- like last season i hated her you hated her last season yeah okay this season, I didn't hate her. Uh, you probably hated her because we spent more time with her last season. Yeah, I but like, I yeah. don't want to be. This season, I didn't feel like. Right. I didn't feel. Yeah, like, I think she's supposed to be. She's supposed to be a little bit unlikable. Um, yeah, we, that's the way we. That's the conclusion we came up. Yeah, we talked that that's about intentional. How much we hated her. Um, but yeah, it's. it's but it's I didn't still have to spend there. time with her. I'm glad I didn't have to spend time. So with I didn't her. have to like. You yeah. know, like I hate this bitch. Yeah, she's. I didn't she have still to, is unlikable. Yeah, I didn't have to be like she again. Who invited her? Like I ain't have to. She here. I have to do none of that. No, you're right. All right, so let's get into Coco. So Coco, I guess I would describe her as the stuffy character. Yeah. Type A personality, but in that like super stuffy, I guess black mean girls type of way, right? Yeah, exactly that. that's her character. I can relate today. Yeah, she speaks with a little bit of vocal fry, but it's still like commanding, but that's that's her inspiration. It's like, okay, let's vocal fry myself to death. Yes, I am not interested in what you're doing here. Get out of my face. I don't have time for this. You muskrat. I enjoy her character. So Coco is sleeping with that white boy that runs Pastiche. That's yep. the satire magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is Kurt. That's his name. Is also friends with Troy, who used to date, date. or sleep with or whatever Coco. Coco. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So this is an intense semester for her. She's trying to secure an important summer internship or fellowship or whatever. She's taking one of the toughest professors on campus. His name is Queensfield and is some sort of like white political theory beast yeah um that everybody is afraid of so it's interesting so she's working really hard to secure this internship in france she's drinking mad caffeine she's hallucinating she keeps seeing this young black girl who's like um who's like her ghost companion or conscience i think that i think they were the i think if i remember correctly Mm -hmm. that that she was her daughter in season two when remember that Yes. episode where they like we're imagining if yeah. she would have a kid so and stuff like that yeah, before so the like, abortion it's like the, her kid right but i think in this i think they had that conversation and she's like yeah i'm your subconscious or mm-hmm. some weird shit or whatever yeah but so. i think it's like her subconscious is like her like that's a representation of her future because we know her future as that kid from the other season you get it not really like the pressure for her to like achieve all this stuff is because she's trying to secure her future okay and this little the girl is a representation of her future because oh. in the other season that that was actually her child. Right. It was when actually When they did her that child. sequence. And then a part of why she had the abortion was because of her future. So exactly. there's just all so this it's, it's perhaps haunt, additional pressure. Yeah. Holy fuck. To get the shit together. I didn't even think of like right the haunting. And do thing together. Yeah, yeah. The haunting of that. Like I know a lot of women have abortions and like they're fine. They mm-hmm. don't, it doesn't haunt them in that way. Yeah. But I also know that there are women who make this decision stand by the decision but any decision you make yeah. you still have feelings mm-hmm. about it and i could see that being a thing yeah. like yo i made this like this really intense decision decisions. i have to make it worth it now yes exactly so, so that's, that's interesting yeah i hadn't mm-hmm. thought of it like that very cool because it's deep not pseudo deep look at that <gasps> ah, ah. wasn't hard 
<laughs> so Queensfield, this white professor, is an asshole and puts her on blast in front of the rest of the class. She makes it clear that she's interested, like the first day, I yeah. guess, that she's interested in that fellowship or whatever. And so he puts her on blast in front of the class. That rhymes, I'm a rapper. And he's like, listen to everyone. Dylan, 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 He's like, I don't, I give the a recommendation to like one of the top three in the class. And if you want to do this, that, whatever. He embarrasses her yeah. of sorts um, because that's what assholes do, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. To um, children. Yeah. To- For some reason, that asshole professorship is a part of the college experience. I don't know why that's still allowed except for white supremacist patriarchal capitalism yeah, and that like doggy dog shit and that have that like hazing. You have to endure some shit to mm-hmm. learn some shit or whatever. But I really wish that that would stop as like being an acceptable thing. Yeah. Yeah, so her experience with him gives her anxiety. He also is, like, drilling her in front of the class on Mm -hmm. the first day in this really weird way that I would like to... I would have liked for them to explore the way he engages with other students, but I guess that would be, like, a deeper thing that don't nobody got time for that. Because I really want to know if his character is, in fact, racist or if If he is just, just like, an asshole. Yeah. Like that to everybody. Right. But the optics of that just did not look right. Like, here's this old-ass white man... Relocuting this like black woman right. in front of all of these people. Right. Twice now, right? Yeah. And I've seen, I have seen, I've seen white people be assholes to each other. But oftentimes, those people who are assholes to other white people, they the way in which they execute their assholery on black folks and people of color and marginalized groups, it has its own flavor of nasty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I don't know. I just wonder about that, especially considering her friend Muffy, Muffy's mom, yeah. apparently was his student once and mm-hmm. was his favorite. So, yeah. I don't know if that's because she's special in some way or because she's a young white girl. Who knows? Who knows? who knows yep. so i thought that that was interesting um so coco's mom surprises her for parents weekend and we know that coco is from south side of chicago yep. and her mom is again either too black considered ghetto or ratchet banji whatever or all those things and so coco rarely to never goes home Mm -mm. and she doesn't want her mom coming to visit her like that's like off the table for her Mm -hmm. so her mom surprises her for parents weekend um her friend muffy coco's friend muffy invites her mom for brunch she's already kind of mortified that her mom is there there. and the thought of her going to this fancy brunch with her white friend muffy and muffy's mom is also like a lot for her to process as someone who's trying to distance herself from From the quote-unquote hood hood. right yeah and she's rebranded herself like no one knows this about her at this university that that's Mm-hmm. her background right and shit like she that. pulled a recreate she mm-hmm. is a new nigga which a lot of people <laughs> do of when people. they go to college oh. yeah it's yeah. a moment of silence for the new niggas so which is not a terrible thing to rebrand yourself in college but we know why a lot of people do it mm-hmm. it's, it's different things that are like cool and then shit that's weird right mm-hmm. a moment of silence coco's mom embarrasses her at brunch and so she's kind of feeling that she doesn't do anything in particular she's just being loud and black yeah right it's, she doesn't do anything that i would call violent just like i didn't like when she put the ice in her wine but it was just like <laughs> personal stuff but it wasn't right, it wasn't like right 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 and then later when i realized she did that to troll it's uh-huh. like, okay, girl. i could tell she did it to troll with the way she stirred it and tapped her glass i was like i know a troll when i see one real recognize real okay 
Yeah, so I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing a fancy hat. Yes. So, like a Sunday hat. Because we're going to brunch. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, and her mom talks a lot. Yeah. So, anyway, so she feels embarrassed by her. And then after the brunch, she's feeling like her mom may have ruined her chances to get that recommendation from Muppy's mom. And yeah. she ends up screaming at her mom. And then they make up eventually. But yeah, that was that was intense. Yeah, it was intense. Have you ever screamed at your mom in your life? Hell yeah. Okay. You never screamed at your mom? <laughs> I have screamed at yeah, my mom. Yeah, you said it like it was like this foreign thing. No, I have screamed at my mom. Yeah. Um, I got in trouble. But I have screamed at her. I come from a screaming ass family though. So it doesn't, it's like. Oh, okay. We're all screaming at each other. Like, got it. We're, we're screaming at, like, we scream at each other. Okay. Like, okay. not even like being loud. We scream at each other. You know, like I come from that space. Yeah. So, like, that's why I'm like, yeah, scream at my I come from a, I, I come from a more loud space. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're just loud, mm-hmm. and so people have to say you're being loud or whatever, right? So I have like we're being loud at each other, but perhaps if somebody were watching, it was called maybe it's called screaming, mm-hmm. and I just don't know that it's called screaming. Yeah. So sometimes I know that I have been loud with my mother because we're fucking loud, and she was also probably talking to me loud, and then mm-hmm. told me that I need to calm the fuck down after she was being loud. Whatever. Anyway, but maybe we were screaming. No, I'm come from a screaming ass family, and my mother gets annoyed because like the way my mother raised us was like if you feel disrespected, then like mm-hmm. correct it. Right. So she gets upset because it's like shit. I raised you. Like don't be using that shit on me. Uh, like you know, like that type it. of thing. Got but it. I never like screamed at my mom and was like I never cursed my mother out or like yeah. I never like screamed at her on some like like to hurt her feelings Mm -hmm. it's like no you're not you know like that type of thing you know like that but like yeah we be screaming yeah okay well (laughs) you and coco (laughs) so they work that out they apologize in the end of it all coco does get her recommendation Mm -hmm. she ends up she works the shit out with her mom she does end up being at the top of the class in queensfield's class and he still don't give her a recommendation he don't like her he's asking okay what can you bring to this fellowship what's your take is your only take being black and And a woman woman? is your identity like your perspective and all this stuff when i felt like it was clear that it was not she did also mention that but i think that and what go ahead it makes me think of like how i guess baby baby boomers view like millennials or gen Xers is okay. like all this identity politics all right. of this none of that right. like achieve right. it because you just achieve it and it's just like our That's identities any of this that, works. and then it's not how yeah. it's ever somebody works. is treating us our identity at almost all, all times. times so you you know what it means and what it feels like to have gotten to be the first the only whatever even though like first are tired and like it's actually at this stage it's disappointing to still be the first yeah you know what i'm saying there and there's pressure there and all kind of weird feelings but also like there's achievement there there's accomplishment there mm-hmm. there's like for you to be the first lots of sh- stars had to be aligned in a certain way and you you had to also be yeah. working super And the reason hard. why I'm the first is because this identity you've been rejecting. Right. So how can you tell me not to want mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. and attach it to my identity? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. That, so that was, was racist. That was racist. Mm-hmm. I watched that. Maybe I should have watched it three times. I watched <laughs> it when I was done. I was like, this feels racist, but is it? No, thank you. So yeah, that was racist. That was well racist. He's an old crotchety ass white man too. Crotchety. <laughs> I don't know what that word means, but I think I do. It's one of those words you just like be using. You just know how to use it. Do I know how to use it though? It's been words that I looked up. I was like, this don't make no sense. Why would they let me say this? Tell me this. My whole family says this. Why would no one correct me? 
yeah. funny. Mm, I have that happen. Yes. So he refuses to give her the recommendation. Muffy secures it from her mom because um, Coco ends up being like a really good friend to Muffy that season mm-hmm. and the semester, whatever. And she wants to thank her by helping her get this recommendation. So through her mom, so they get that shit done. Mm-hmm. Coco has the recommendation, submits it, and she still doesn't get, get it. In. She's still not like good enough in the end quote unquote but mm-hmm. she seems to feel okay like she's not having the anxiety attacks and shit yeah. like that it was mm-hmm. like she did her best and then she just like let it go you yeah. can't get mm-hmm. and win everything yep. so we're at the end of part one of our dear black people review that was fun yes it was i really enjoyed this i did too and i'm looking forward to the rest of it i really enjoyed our conversation yes word 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 and we hope that you continue to enjoy this conversation and listen to part two it's just as bomb as part one that's right it's just as bomb and like we said you do not have to wait for it if you are listening to this episode on the day that it dropped part two will be coming out tomorrow and if you're not then they're already fucking out already they're there go listen to both (laughs) word all right all right deuces peace